It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Welcome to episode 29 of Popcorn Hangover. I'm Anna. And I'm John. And today we are going to be talking about a movie Anna's been looking forward to for a long time, and that is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, John's first time seeing the movie. I haven't seen it in a couple years, and um, it was fun to do the week of Halloween. It was very fun to do, but as we learned, I mean, we'll get into kind of like the, like the fan participation part of all of it but like if you haven't seen it before you're you're a virgin technically and i still am even though i've seen it because it only counts if you see it in theater correct well yeah like to you have to see the you have to see it in yeah in a, like a midnight showing kind of thing which my school put on one with their theater department that you could go to, but it wasn't, like, a real one. Like, we didn't do all of the things, so I'd like to go to a real one once in my life, but, you know, right now they're obviously not doing that. But, like, people dress up, and they throw things, and they chant things, so I was... We were talking about that a bit during the movie, but we were... We didn't have that happen. <laughs> do you have to watch the movie to know what goes on before doing that, even? Because you're going to be so confused. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it, but I said what is going on, like, a lot. <laughs> it's a weird movie, but it's fun. It's a fun... That's why I like it. Like, it's a weird movie, but it's a fun movie. And you can tell, like, you know, the people who are in it are having fun. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, there is no news for this week. Nothing interesting. I guess the only piece of movie news is they announced they're officially ending the Fast and Furious franchise after not this movie, but they're making a two-parter after this one comes out where they go to space <laughs> just kidding he said no that no that they, they said they're, they said they're going to space at some point like it's how it's going to end but they said they're also going to do spin-off movies so like Hobbs and Shaw is going to still get made and yeah. all that so if you're a big fast and furious head well sorry your franchise will end but i think at some point like it had to so you know well in this vein like with vin diesel it's got to move on like they can do it in other ways but yeah this like this team of people it needs they need to all move on yeah exactly so rest in peace in like five years to the fast and furious franchise (laughs) but other than that there was no news so i don't know did you watch anything this week did you i watched the trial of the chicago seven um on thursday that was really good you know i didn't know much about that trial like i knew i've just heard like you know you know about like the I just knew about the riots like from the Democratic Convention in Chicago but I guess I just didn't know anything about it at all and so it was really interesting to learn about that and to like see it was was a pretty topical movie yeah I liked it a lot yeah I have not watched it yet but yeah it's not perfect but it's still good yeah I'm I'm planning on watching that and the new Borat movie uh, after we record this because we're recording early for once so 
I will have those under my belt, but I did not watch anything this week, but this upcoming Friday, the day after this podcast comes out, if you listen on release day, uh, The Mandalorian's coming out, so very excited for that, and I think there's a couple other shows that are supposed to be starting up soon, so. Woohoo! Yeah, so we're going to get to watch a little bit of something, but it was a short week in terms of like stuff happening, so <laughs> why don't we get right into our movie for once? This will be a very fast intro. Yes, I think this will be kind of a faster episode. Not that there's not much to talk about, but I also feel like I'm not a qualified person to analyze everything that goes on in Rocky Picture Show. It's not like, like I like it, but I wouldn't say I'm not someone who's like talks about all of the the themes yeah. and like the the meanings of things. And like I'm more so I'm just there to enjoy. I'm not there to to analyze. <laughs> yeah, and what I would say from my perspective is, we watched it. We finished. I don't know half an hour ago 45 minutes ago um i'm still processing this movie a a bit and it's very confusing and i like i think i need to see it again to really understand yeah and that might not even help but uh, we'll do our best okay but it is on hulu right now so if you haven't seen it i would recommend checking it out before listening because we're gonna sound crazy otherwise (laughs) I mean, we still might sound crazy. Yeah, I think it'll it'll be pretty crazy. So obviously, I haven't seen it before. You've seen it like four times, maybe. Okay. Not do, that many. Do you know when, like, the first time you saw it was? I don't remember. But it's, but it's like it's not like you've just seen it in the last couple of years. Like you had seen it before then. No, yeah, I think I saw it the first time in high school. Okay. I'm trying to like, remember. Like I, I don't know. I think. Like, the other thing was, like, I had seen parts of it, like, you knew the time warp and everything, and then, like, Glee had their Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, their own, and I was really into Glee, and so I really liked that, and I think that's when I watched it, like, for real, the first time, and then I've seen it a couple times since, but I've never been, again, to a midnight showing, that's always been something I wanted to do. Uh, My sister would always, like, want to take us, but we were, like, obviously too young, like, a lot of things happen there (laughs) but like this you know this movie as we've talked about before when we talked about cult classics this is you know culturally significant and it's always like very popular around halloween time and so when i found out john didn't hadn't seen it before i really wanted to do it for our podcast because i just thought it'd be an interesting one for you to talk about yeah yeah i definitely think it'll be interesting uh to put it lightly Let's do a quick synopsis. It's kind of hard to summarize this movie, but I'll do my best. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a 1975 musical comedy horror film based on the 1973 stage production, A Rocky Horror Show. The movie revolves around a young couple who journey to the home of a mad scientist after their car breaks down in a rainstorm. At this home, Dr. Frankenfurter, played by Tim Curry, shows them his creation, a muscular man named Rocky Horror. The film has become a cult classic after being poorly received by audiences and critics in its, in, in its initial release. Over its lifespan, it's grossed $175 million on a $1.4 million budget, but a lot of that has come in the years since its first run. It was added in 2005 to the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress for being culturally significant to... Um, based on their portrayal and aesthetically and it's like yeah it's like culturally musically and like aesthetically significant because of like the the costumes the you know a lot of like the this it's had a you know you don't think about it but i think this movie has had like a lot of um 
influence on like many different aspects of yeah. culture. Um, but part of this, when I was scanning an article reading about it, um, in the years since, it's been praised for their portrayal of like fluid sexuality, um, masculinity, masculinity, and femininity. Yeah, uh, and it's a very it was very ahead of its time and very countercultural in many aspects, and that's one of the reasons why it's been recognized in the Library of Congress. Uh, it has an 80% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85 audience score. But I think a lot of those critic scores must be, like, after the fact. Yeah. I don't think that that's from when it first came out because, like, some Correct. critics like it, liked it, but a lot of them really didn't get yeah. it. Yeah, well, and we've, we've talked with a few other movies that are older. Um, Rotten Tomatoes for older stuff is a little difficult to gauge because there is a lot of revisionist history on there where um, you might have had a poor review at the time that it came out, but you've since changed your tone and they capture that. So it's always, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes with everything should be a grain of salt. Ultimately, you're the only person who can decide if you're going to like a movie or not. Yeah. The, the critics were, if this was done in 1975, would probably be in like the 30s. Yeah, I don't think that 80% is not what it was it, when yeah. it came out. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason it's a cult classic, and part of a big part of the cult classic is that you failed when you came out. Yeah, so, or you like weren't well known. Yeah, so that's Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a movie that, like Anna said, it has developed a huge cult following because of midnight showings and just other things. I mean, you'll hear the time warp at like a bar around Halloween. And you don't hear many songs from musicals. Do you musicals. know the dance, John? Did you know the dance before? Um, I had heard it, but it was because of you and Michelle. Of like, a dance? No, like, no. Do you mean? Oh, you never heard no. the you never heard the time warp before knowing me? No, I had, but I never like I never listened to it. Oh. It never like registered. I think I knew the I knew how to do the dance even before I'd like seen the movie. I mean, it's easy. Just a jump to the left. Then it's that to the right. Sorry. I think that's like probably the most palatable thing. Like this, you know, what shows yeah. up the most for everybody is that song. I, I think that's the song. Most of the songs in this movie are bonkers. And like that song is, I think every song after that in the movie, like there are huge portions of it that are unintelligible. Like you can't understand what they're saying. In addition to the 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 content being like crazy, so yeah, I think that that's the best song in this movie. I I think I could be wrong. Though also Frankenfurter's like introduction. I don't know what that song is called, but that's a good song too. Sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. I I guess where where do you want to start? Maybe we can just talk about. I think the big thing of this movie is it's just why it's so confusing at first and, like, until you, like, really sit there and think about it, it's trying to be a lot of things at once, which it does well. It does well doing a lot of things, but it's yeah. a musical, a parody, but also... Yeah, you know, I didn't even mention that in the the summary, so in addition to being a commentary on, on sexuality and stuff, this was written by, um, it's something O'Brien... Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Like he wrote, so he wrote the stage book, and then he wrote the script for the movie, which is it's pretty much the same thing. But he wrote it first and foremost to be a parody of like nineteen thirties horror and movie, a, yeah, and an homage to the the two of them, like yeah. Uh, so it's the thing is like it's a like I was trying to say it's a it's a musical and it's parody, but it's also like 
a comedy, but also a sci-fi film, but also, you know, a commentary on, you know, sexuality and that kind of stuff all rolled into one. And so when you're watching it, I just feel like you at first, you just have to like think, okay, I'm not going to have any expectations and I just need to not try to understand this until after I watch it. Because if you do that, you're going to be, you know, I feel like it just, it's a way better experience rather than being like, I'm just trying to figure out what this thing is. Like, (laughs) are you, what are you trying to be? Because it's so many things. Yeah, I, I, you know, I forgot before you even said that too, the, the sci-fi portion of it, when they start throwing the sci-fi elements in, it's like, especially the end when the, when the Transylvanians want to go back to Transylvania and they have like the laser gun and stuff. At that point, you've had so much stuff thrown at you. You're like, I can't process this additional Well, yeah. Part. And the whole thing, you know, like the, the criminologist says like, he's like reality it's like it's also like what is reality yeah are you in reality yeah there's like a he's like part he's part like narrator in in like a criminal movie but then he's also part narrator like the twilight zone yeah and you're just like oh my god there's a lot going on here i mean i think the best part of this movie like is tim curry and the fact you know he was the original he did this in both the original UK run and the original US run um, as Frankenfurter. And Mm -hmm. you can just tell he is having the time of his life. His performance is amazing. Yeah, he's, I mean... And he's hilarious. He, So Tim Tim Curry is one of the people who, like, 80s, 90s, like, one of my favorite actors from that period. He never really was, like, a leading role. I think this is one of his few Mm -hmm. leading roles. But he... You can tell that every scene he's in that he just was, like, extremely into this, which you you have to be for that performance. It's a very... I don't know really how to, like, describe the emotion that he brings, like, the emotion and the energy and, like, yeah, uh, all of that. I mean, it's, it's really, really good. And that's the one thing... I knew nothing about this plot going into <laughs> it. I mean, absolutely nothing. Wait, so you didn't know there was a transvestite from transylvania no i didn't even know that i like when i say i knew nothing about this plot i knew nothing about it like i've i've heard the only bit of this song this movie i had ever heard was the time warp that that was it <laughs> so like as i was watching it, i was confused because i knew tim curry was in it because i've seen the poster of him when he's wearing like like the cabaret outfit yeah i don't know if that's the right way to describe it but when when he's wearing his outfit he wears for the whole movie and he's like in the chair with his legs crossed like i've seen that poster but i was very confused because the movie opens with a wedding of um uh janet and brad's friends slut asshole and and like tim curry i don't know if you noticed he's the priest so i was really confused oh i didn't notice that yeah tim curry's the priest when they take their picture he doesn't smile but I was really confused. I'm like, so the priest is the guy that gets dressed up in this? But it turns out he just plays two roles. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's a very long-winded point of saying Tim Curry was awesome in this. Um, Meatloaf, of all people, <laughs> is in this movie. And his scene is awesome but bizarre as hell. Well, basically, like, the whole thing that is is because Frankenfurter, number one, gets jealous easily. Yeah. And he also, like, does not... He gets jealous of people taking the spotlight. Like, it has to always be all about him. So when Eddie bursts through, he's like, okay, no, you can't take my spotlight. And that's why he kills him. 
Yeah, I picked up on that. I just was the the combination of it being meatloaf, mm-hmm. like who has a very distinct singing voice, and I always forget what meatloaf looks like. I just was like, that scene was. I I have a lot of questions on this movie. I have a ton of questions on that scene. Like, this man was trapped in a deep freezer, like, frozen alive, but yet he rode his... <laughs> I It makes my brain hurt. Well, it's funny, too, because I feel like some of these scenes that were filmed, like, they only did, like, one take, and then they were like, yep, that was good, that's fine. Because there's some things I feel like that go wrong, but you're like, oh, whatever. They were like, oh, whatever. Well, that's, you know, I would say because, be, because this is very clearly a low-budget film. Yeah. They, they one hundred percent one one takes like ninety percent. Well, of this I did movie. read. I like I had always thought that because there's so many things that were like okay, like <laughs> they're not. You know, I'm like okay, they could have redone this, but um, yeah. the one scene uh, that they did when they were at the kitchen table when they're when they're having dinner, and then he takes <laughs> off the. Um, the tablecloth and Eddie's bodies under there. He was the only uh, Tim Curry was the only person that knew that that was underneath there. Oh, so that really? reaction was like was was real. Was their real reactions, yeah. Wow, that's that's kind of crazy. But but you would assume. I mean, does that not happen in the play? Or, I have no uh, clue. Probably, and it probably can't because it's hard to show. It would be hard to show like the yeah the the fact that it's the body. That's crazy. Was that actually meatloaf in there too, or was it like know. just a wax dummy or something? That. Well, I don't know because that's like a long scene. Like, can you imagine meatloaf having to be in there? No, and just, like, it's being a quiet? dummy. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I mean, it probably is, but it's but, funnier yeah. to think about just meatloaf in there for like fifteen minutes. Like, come on, yeah. pull the tablecloth off. I gotta There's look just, dead. Like so many twists and turns, and so many like things that happen, and I think like a big, I think. Another thing is, like, the costumes in this are unreal. Like, you know, it just, it's crazy, too, like, reading about it. Apparently, like, the costume designer, she was a set, she was a costume designer um, on, on, in the UK and had worked with Richard O'Brien before, and she didn't do any research about her costumes, so she didn't know, like, what people from the U.S. like dressed like that much or like things like that and she just kind of like guessed things and then also just did whatever she wanted like for the aliens and for the people <laughs> and like a lot of the like a lot of those costumes and stuff and like the makeup and the hair has become like super big influences on like punk rock yeah culture that's crazy I mean that she's just like whatever I'm gonna do whatever I want and then it suddenly like becomes a phenomenon well I asked like the dyed hair and the yeah I mean, I did, I did ask a question during this, and I don't think it matters necessarily, but, like, is this movie for sure taking place in the U.S.? Yeah, it is. It is in the U.S. It says it online. Okay. Also, it's because people, because, like, the two of them are dumb from the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> Americans are dumb, <laughs> John. Yeah, they are. And they make stupid decisions, and that's why, during the show, you call Brad an asshole and her, and... Janice Lutt. I'll wait till we talk about that part of the movie to address my my issue. What part? That happens everywhere. Okay, no, but like, I don't understand why people say that about Brad when he does the same exact things that she does. I don't, it's not meant to be, like, they're not, I think you're reading too much into it. Well, there has to be a reason for it. Because they make stupid decisions, and like, they're just dumb, like, he, also like, he basically just proposes to her because he feels obligated to. 
Okay, so are you okay with him being called an yeah, asshole sure, now? Sure, that's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't care either way. I know, but also you're like, what part of the movie are you trying to refer to? Like when they have when they're with Frankenfurter, when they both Yeah. I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with like her and I also don't think this movie is trying to say like she's a slut by being with Frankenfurter and with um and with Rocky. Rocky. It's more so about like does it really change anything about them being like? Are they better off as like saving themselves, or were they or were they better off having sex? I don't think it mattered either way, and that was yeah. the whole thing they were trying to say is kind of like, oh well. Yeah. And I yeah I don't think it just think it's supposed to be about like do whatever the hell you want, have sex with whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Like there's no <laughs> everything is fluid in this movie yeah. from the clothes, from the the mannerisms, the way people act, and from the like. And from the, like, the actual sex. Like, no one cares about anything. Yeah, that's true. I I guess another big question I had. So, like, when they get to his house and all those people are doing the time warp, like, one, what are those people called? He, like, calls them something. I don't know what it I don't know. They're the Transylvania Convention. So maybe they're from Transylvania, too. Yeah, that was my big question. I was like, are they also Transylvanians? And, like, his servants were so... I, I have so many questions about this movie that... Like, I shouldn't have plot questions with this because that's not what it is about. <sighs> but I'm like, his servants were like begging to get back to Transylvania, and it seems like they could have just done it at any time, and there was no reason that they had to stay well, on Earth. I think it's because they were like supporting him in his like scientific adventures, but then they realized like at the end that he like didn't care, like that he wasn't actually doing what they promised, like what he promised, yeah. or like was just, like, having these weird-ass antics. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were like, you know what, we're gonna kill you, like, you know, kill you off. Because it's, like, all he cared about was himself and not about what they came there for, which I don't know if well, they actually... Well, in, in, like, was the only reason they came there for was so he can make a man, like, with, like, yeah, a muscle man? Like, I like, don't know. <laughs> like, Mike... So it seems like, throughout all this, like, Frankenford is, like, very smart. And, but I'm like, okay, if he's creating a man... Why did he have to come to Earth to do it? Like, why couldn't he have just done it in Transylvania? I don't know. He had to get all the parts? I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I'm like... I'm assuming it's like in actual Frankenstein, like where he they get certain... She gets... He gets fra- yeah. certain body parts. Dr. Frankenstein gets body parts. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> it's... Like I said, that's probably not the thing that I should be focusing on, but... It's ridiculous. And that's why I like it, because it is so ridiculous and out there that you can just be like okay <laughs> yeah 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 for for sure and it's there, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about and i don't know how to talk about certain things because like like there's just so much going on yeah and i don't i don't want to sound like a broken record no. i'm going to it's just like i'm trying to isolate to certain parts of the movie and i'm like mm-hmm. this happened and that's bonkers but then like this happened right after and that's also bonkers yeah. and so I, I think one of the most important things to talk about is the scene towards the middle of the movie where a lot of the praise for their fluidity of sexuality comes from, and that's the the mirrored scenes between Frankenfurter and Janet and then Frankenfurter and Brad, where he comes in to bo- he seduces both of them separately. Mm-hmm quote-unquote disguised as their significant other which is one of the funnier things in the movie yeah um like it's funny when it happens uh when he's he's brad 
and it happens and he seduces Janet. But then it's even funnier when it happens the other way around because you know it's going to happen because you just saw it. Yeah. And and it's so ridiculous when he like tra- he transforms in back into himself. It is so funny. I think the thing is like with that, it's not even. <laughs> I just think it's more so saying like they were they're like they're horny. They're too te- you know young. They're probably like in their twenty. They're probably twenty or yeah. something like that. Like. 19 or 20 and they're just like two horny teens and like he's like okay like they're, they they give in so easily he's like oh yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah it, it's but what that made me wonder and i wasn't able to find anything online about this but i wonder how they do that in the actual stage show because that'd be a pretty hard thing to well i think it's the same thing it's just like a draped thing they just have the person oh they have the person do, do their do the voice do the yeah i'm sure that's what they, that's what yeah. they did for this it's yeah the same thing yeah it's um i guess now that you say it that was a really stupid thought <laughs> on my part because i have a small brain but um yeah i i really thought that that scene was good i thought uh meatloaf i know we talked about him a little earlier when he's Eddie, like, riding around on this motorcycle in this tiny room. I don't know how much of that was supposed to be paid off for laughs. It was hysterical to me. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, too, like, at the end when you start to realize, when you realize that um, Columbia was actually, like, his first lover on Earth, and then yeah. he left, then, then Frankenfurter left her for Eddie, and she, and she still stayed and, like, cared for him and then made right like it's just like you can see then you find out like all the things like the antics he's been through like no wonder his uh his not slaves but his servants you know quote-unquote servants don't want to be a part of it anymore yeah yeah i i definitely think that he you can tell how much he's taken advantage of of all these people of of and poor rocky rocky just has no clue what's going on he's just he has well, the, half a brain. The last, the last song of the the movie, he says that I'm only seven hours old. Yeah. Who who was the other person that he split the brain with? I I forgot because he said I gave half of his brain to. Yeah, I don't know Eddie. No, because Eddie was a real person. Eddie was a real person. So I, I have don't, no I, clue. I don't remember. I couldn't hear that part. Yeah. It, well, that's I. I don't really have many critiques of this movie. Part of the critique I do have is that for some of the songs, you, you cannot hear the words. And I don't know, I don't know if it, like, it's an audio issue or if it's the actors just didn't enunciate, but there are a couple songs I had to look up words for after the fact because I'm like, I don't know what they said. Yeah, no, they, it's definitely like, I think it's too just like the way they sing, they they sing these songs because it's like so high and it's like, yeah, like they, it's, and they sing fast too, so it is hard sometimes to understand that. And that's the other thing is like, why they say like you should if you're gonna go to your mid like a midnight show and go to your first one like you better watch the movie like beforehand because yeah. you're not gonna understand what the hell is going on because basically like we so I looked up one of those set books like I, the one I went to they gave us like the rice you know you throw this all star okay I kind of want to go into that like if you're yeah. okay with that yeah. so basically the midnight showings and the callbacks um, started because this group of people in New York that were theater people. They'd watch it and, like, just make, like, try to make each other laugh, basically, by, like, saying stuff yeah. to the thing, like, ma- doing a callback to the um, movie, and the movie calling back to them at some points. And so then they started doing it, like, for more and more people. Then this one theater, like, just started showing it, and then it just became a phenomenon all around the country. 
So um, to interject too, I was I was looking up kind of the evolution of this. These midnight showings and this stuff, like they they don't know exactly when it started, like in a, a precise date. But nineteen, so this came out in nineteen seventy five. By nineteen seventy six, this stuff was already going on. So yeah. it was it was a pretty quick thing. And I should have mentioned this. And synopsis. it was a big thing around Halloween. I think that's why this is like obviously this is a weird like you know Transylvania yeah. stuff like that could definitely be a Halloween thing. But I think what really people why people quit so much to Halloween is because of these kind of yeah events that happen. Um, but. So New York was big, like you said. I guess Pittsburgh was really big in the evolution of it, where they they were the first city to really do it, where people, they shadow act the movie in yeah. front of the screen. Um, and then it's evolved. I guess London, they do something different in London, too. I don't really understand. Yeah, though. I guess, like, the, sh- the shadow acting is to help because, like, the, the crowds can get, like, really rowdy. And then, like, yeah. it's just... So basically, it would just be, like, a couple... Like, if you look... So I went and they give you like a bunch of stuff. So like they give you Kleenex and they give you rice and they give you like a piece of newspaper. So that when, you know, when Janice holding the newspaper over her head, you put the newspaper over your head and be like, what an idiot. Like, yeah, you dumb, <laughs> like, like go get, a, go buy a umbrella, you dumb bitch, like that kind of stuff. And then, but we looked up like the full, and there's also like some things you do for everything. So anytime Brad or Janet, like Brad or Janet's full name is said, you scream asshole and slut. And then there's like, then anytime like there's like a, you know, in when they're like, oh, Brad, I'm glad like you do the callback. But then there, if you look up like a real one, they're like, it's like, there is a line almost in in between every single word that's spoken in this movie that is a callback that you say. Yeah. Like, and I guess, you know, some of it has stayed the same where you're like, like sex, sex, sex. But then other things have just changed like a couple, like one time, you know, a couple year long, I don't know, like 2000 something when uh, Riff Raff says that's not somehow, that's not a way to behave on like behave your first day or something. I don't even know. Someone said, 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> and, like, so it's changed. <laughs> that's so dumb. Yes. So I mean, it's, it's funny, but yeah. it's so stupid. So it's changed so much, but I think, like, that's the thing that, like, you know, that's the thing that's made this movie into what it's, like, been today and, like, why people yeah. love it. But I feel like it is hilarious um, that they do this, and I want to go to one so bad. Yeah, I, I, I will say, so whenever... Whenever the next year that they do this is, I do want to go to one. I know that it's probably like going to be so overwhelmed. That, that's what because I was going like, to say. Is like people go all out in costumes and yeah. are just like so obscene. That's apparently. the thing. I probably want to go in a costume to this and like I would feel I so dress up as Columbia. I, I would feel so pressured. I would feel so pressured because it's like all these people around me know all of this that they have to do, and I'm like. You, you've got to just study. I wonder, do they do anything when they find out you're a virgin? Like, they, uh, do they, yeah, I don't, I don't do they know. mess with you? I don't know. I'm scared. I mean, that's like the the crazy thing. And, it, it, you know, I, I meant to mention this earlier as well. And this is the last, like, general fact about the movie. But because of, because of this cult status that's achieved and the performance aspect of it, the movie actually has never fully gone out of being shown in theaters. So for 45 years, it's been shown, and it because of this, it is the longest consecutive running theatrical movie ever. Yeah. And, you know, it. how many people are going to them on, like, a weekly basis, I really don't know. But the fact that it has lasted this long and it has this really passionate community around it is something that is kind of mind-blowing as a 
is just a fan of anything in general. Like, yeah. this might have the most passionate <laughs> fan, fan I don't get why they're not playing it at AMC, but I guess, like, they don't I want thought people they were. throwing shit. I, I swear they were. No, when I... it's not on right now. Oh. I just looked. Maybe because, like, it's just a very passionate... I feel like they it get really messy in the movie theater. <laughs> they do it more so at, like, Independent small films, theaters yeah. and, like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It, the the I, This is kind of aside from the movie itself, but do you ever think that we're going to see another movie that ha- be, gets, like, this cult around it? Like, when we did our, when we did our cult classic list, this was before I had seen this, obviously, but now reading into this, I'm like... This might have the biggest cult following of any movie. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I don't know if there are any, really any other movies that have that kind of, you know, fan base, that kind of, um... The participation. The participation. Yeah, I mean, that the thing is, what's so charming about this movie isn't even the actual, like, plot or anything, the performances, it's the participation yeah. of the movie. And that is... And I guess, like, I also read that they someone did a stage... Th- like, they, they haven't really done this as a stage play, like, a lot um, ever since, like, the movie. And I guess during the stage play, people were, like, yelling at the... <laughs> during the performance, because that's what they're used to. And when he's saying, like, Antissa, pay shun someone was screaming he's like you're gonna bait it out of me will you and then like he just continued on but like i think it's just hard because if you try to do this as a like a regular play and stuff you can't because people are gonna be like crazy i mean well the actors are gonna break yeah i mean think about like people break on like snl in front of a crowd that's doing nothing yeah if 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 i was a performer of and granted i'm not an actor but if i if i was and someone screamed out the 10 points to gryffindor I would die. I would, I'd be on stage and I'd be like, I don't remember my line. That's the funniest thing I've yeah, ever heard. But like, I don't know. I mean, you, people can tell me if I'm wrong, but I just really don't know if there's anything that's like this. Like it even comes close and I don't know, honestly, like I agree with you. I don't know if there's any, ever going to be something that, you know, gets that point. And they did, like they did remake this for that TV movie with Laverne Cox. Um, and I didn't watch it, but I didn't really care to, but like, I don't see this like being, I just feel like it's always going to be this movie this cast like tim curry is like iconic yeah i I think that tim i don't i i don't doubt that other people can do a good job at what he did but after seeing this if i saw someone else do it i i would just think oh tim that's oh that's tim curry's role yeah and and i don't remember if we said this earlier or not but but tim curry was the original i think i think you did say it yeah like this is very much his role yeah and I was reading when they were developing it for film, they said they wouldn't even consider casting anyone else. If he would have said no, they wouldn't have made this movie. Yeah. So I think that that's a very tough hurdle for anyone to overcome putting this on. Though I think that they, it's been in West End, like as recently as 2018. What? In London. Oh, okay. So it's it's been done. Yeah, but I think like they still have a hard time. Some probably better in London because it, it like this whole participation thing is more of a U.S. thing yeah, than it is, is. is a U.K. thing. But still, yeah, I I would think the asshole Americans probably do a little bit. <laughs> we are assholes. More of this. <laughs> um, I. I don't really have anything else from the movie itself. No, I just feel like if I start to try to talk about all of the themes and the, you know, the everything in this movie, the theme, the plot, the the connotations, the, the cultural significance, I'm going to sound like a bumbling idiot. So I'm going to just say 
it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that for more than any movie we've done to this point, there have been times where you say, you just need to watch it. I think this one applies the most. You you just have to watch it. And... You're not going to understand it, and you just have to accept that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you'll you'll have fun doing it. Yeah. But I wouldn't watch it by yourself. I'd watch it with, like, a couple other people. So when there are those moments every 20 seconds when you're like, what the hell is going on? And then, you have someone to say it with. Yes, and then you can get up, which I wish I just got, and then you can get up during the time warp and do the dance because it's so much fun. Why don't we get on to rating the movie, mm, okay. which is something that I've been struggling a lot with because I don't really know how to quantify this in terms of numbers. I'm going to let you go first. So, yeah, it's hard to compare this, like, to anything. Yeah, I, um, I mean, even, like, we did we did Hamilton, which is a musical. Yeah. Which would, as odd as it sounds, the closest thing that we've done is Hamilton to Rocky Horror Picture Show, and they're nothing alike. I would say that I'm going to give this an 83. It is a very small budget movie, but they do the best that they can. Um, the, the performances of a few key players are great. The plot is ridiculous, and they embrace the ridiculousness. And, you know, it was very ahead of its time and really was something that showed, you know, fluidity in a time, you know, maybe that wasn't as, like, big. I mean, I just, this thing, this thing is so out there. I really like it. I can't talk anymore about it. I'm yeah. so sorry. Uh, the, the, it's funny you went with an 83. The number that stuck out of my head the, the whole time, even though I've been struggling, is an 82. I think that comes with a big asterisk, though, that there is room for it to improve once I see it in an actual theater with other people. I think that that will drastically change how I feel about it because it's tough to watch at home. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in 82, I, I think it was awesome. I think that all the performances were good. I just wish I could have understood a few more of the musicals songs because, like we said, it was kind of muffled. or I, I really don't know how to explain it. But watch the movie. Enjoy it. Enjoy the second-to-last spooky season movie before we get into... Super, super, super sad, boy. sad hours next week. Yeah, with Coco. Okay, so um, that is a Dante. good... Dante. <laughs> that is a good segue into our top five. So, spooky season is not over yet, just yet. As we said, Coco is next week. But since this is the week of Halloween and when this gets released, it will Halloween is in a couple days um, on Saturday. So we wanted to go over our top five Halloween movies. Yes. Now, we didn't really give ourselves like super uh, confined parameters because, you know, a lot you can consider many things a Halloween movie, whether that be it being a horror movie, um, a thriller, a movie that just involves Halloween in general or has like certain monikers like monsters, vampires, uh, zombies, that kind of stuff. So we just kept it, like, we were just like, you know, what do you consider a Halloween movie? What are your favorite movies to yeah. watch by during Halloween? That's what we did. So do you have anything to add about what you what in, went into your list? No, it, it was pretty hard for me to come up with a list because a lot of people, when you just search Halloween movies, they just do horror. They do Anything that's horror is a Halloween movie, which isn't how I view it. So Yeah, I agree. I think there's, there's some Halloween movies that, there's some horror movies that are definitely like you're like yeah that's you watch that during halloween but yeah. i don't think all like i don't just watch get out during halloween or i don't yeah. consider that halloween movie and like that came up so um, so this this qualifier on my list is there are definitely movies i forgot about because it was 
really difficult to find a good pool to choose from. Um, and I don't just have like a, like a visual encyclopedia in my head of Halloween movies. Like, we have to look these up. So I am f- certain that when I get back to editing the episode, there's going to be something that I'm like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I forgot about that. So this list is going to be very, very difficult to <laughs> um, to feel confident in. But that being said, I don't have any honorable mentions to start off. Me either. Yeah, it was hard for me to come up with five movies because I kept crossing stuff off and yeah. Oh. Um, no, no, like I'm like, oh, that might not be a Halloween movie. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, that being said, my number five because I can start this week. My number five is Goosebumps, the one that came out with Jack Black. I never saw it. It is. So I was a big fan of the Goosebumps TV show. Same loved. A very Scary. very charming oh, and if you terrible budget. If you want to laugh, John and I last year were <laughs> so like, let's funny. watch Goosebumps. We watched the one that always like haunted me, uh, which it is... It came from under the stairs? Yeah. From, or no, like, no, 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 stay out of the basement. Stay out of the basement, where the dad is a botanist and the plants take over and like he's evil, whatever. I, I love, like that episode always was like my favorite one. And same thing with you, John. We both yeah, it was talked one of, about it. I used to, I used to read the book. Um, the books, yes. I love the books. Uh, they had the remember the, like the textures yes. on the covers like Goosebumps big nineties nostalgia yeah. dump. So we start we just watched it one morning and I was like I couldn't even finish it because the acting <laughs> is so, so bad. Stay out of the basement. Like the acting is so funny and bad. Oh my like, god. It, oh my god. I'm I'm pretty sure. So that if you want to have a good laugh, please watch. I that. am pretty sure that an episode of Goosebumps cost them like a hundred dollars to yeah. produce. It is horrendous. Um, I watched a few more. I watched, um, uh, God, I, they were all in net, like Anna said, they were all in Netflix for a while. I can't remember which ones I watched, but they're, they're all charming nostalgia. But the 2015 movie, what it does, and I didn't see the sequel to it. Apparently the sequel is not as good, but the, instead of doing a movie on one of the, on one of the books, um, Jack Black plays R.L. Stein, and it's like about a bunch of the stories weaving together and it's really really good it's really fun it's if you like the tv show if you like the books it's a really good halloween movie good and i, I love jack black watching it i think it's on netflix right now i shall um my number five is sad hours coco coco did not make my list because i don't really consider it a halloween movie well it's i think it's more of a november movie well no never you know, I... Okay, here's the I thing. I respect the hell of the pick. I love Coco. Here's the thing is I was going to put something else, but then I'm like, what is... Some, I also think it has... These have to be movies that I watch, like, consistently or, like, I don't know, consider with Halloween. And, like, there were so many things, like, I could have put Scream on there, but I don't watch that consistently. Yeah. And then, like, same thing with... I think I also had, like... I'd get out. I was like, nah, Practical Magic. I don't watch that during Halloween. Like, so... I basically put Coco because annual tradition. I watch it every October slash beginning of November mm-hmm. because John makes me. And it's a great movie. I've already talked about it and I'll be talking about it next week, so I'm not gonna go into it. I think it's a I think it's a very reasonable pick though. Yeah, it, Diaz Des Muertos. Yeah. It was it was very close. There was that movie and another movie that were really close to my list, but I was like, I don't know if they're fully Halloween, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it. Yeah. Um okay, my number four is Halloween. Same. We we watched it last week, so if you want our full thoughts on Halloween, check Go that episode out. out. I think I think that's the only horror movie on my list. Yeah, that's the only Me horror too. movie. Me too. I think 
so hadn't watched it. We both, as we said in the episode, hadn't watched it in so long. But, like, even, like, a week after we even had watched, still watched it, I am still, like, in, I still am thinking about it. And I think I'm just thinking about how great that movie is and, like, how influential it is to horror and, like, all that stuff. And it's a great movie. And I was like, you know what? Halloween is Halloween. I, and <laughs> I think, I think to, I'm going to add it to my, my yearly watch stuff for yeah. Halloween. And that's rare for me to add a horror movie to that because I don't like horror. So no, yeah. yeah, I think Halloween was great. It's yeah. a good pick. It's a, I just think it's a good, you know, it's not, it is a scary movie, but it, it's not like too scary. And it's just like a good October night, yeah. you know, in. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on, my number three is Little Shop of Horrors with Rick mm-hmm. Moranis, another movie that gives off, it kind of gives off a Goosebumps vibe, yeah, so to speak. I think it's like from the 80s, just a really good 80s family Halloween movie, and that's kind of a theme with my list, is I really like family Halloween movies. He's a family guy. <laughs> I'm not Peter Griffin. <laughs> you're a big, you're a big family movie guy. Not really. Not for a lot of seasons. I'm not Halloween though. I am, but I think it's just because I don't like horror. Well, what what non what non family movies are there for like Christmas? Uh, Die Hard. Okay. <laughs> um. No answer. Like, you don't even talk because you didn't see Die Hard until you were 22. No, I was 21. Oh, I'm so sorry. I messed <laughs> that up. Okay. Uh Okay. Uh, my number three is The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's um, my number two, so. I love that movie. I think that it is, it's, in my opinion, one of the finest um, animated movies of all time. It's, and the story is beautiful, perfect. It is my favorite Tim Burton movie. I think Tim Burton it, is finest, it oh is, my god. It is, I mean, like, Jack Skellington is one of my favorite animated characters it's crazy like the concept of it is just so do you know a lot of people don't consider it a halloween movie they consider it a christmas movie yeah. i don't i, I, I consider it a, a halloween it's both movie. but i more so when am i gonna watch it halloween so my... because it's because in the end like here here okay you can say it's a christmas movie but in the end he goes back to halloween yeah, he goes back to halloween. and it, he realizes how great halloween is so it's yeah. not like it's not like he goes to christmas and never comes back i that movie how it's 20 years old? I don't know. I don't I know. Was, it, it is. I was Sally for Halloween when I was, like, in seventh grade. Oh, yeah? Um, and Frankie was Jack Skellington. Uh, I'm going to look this up. But the thing is about it, why it is so great, is one, Oh, it's, my God. It is 27 years old. Wow. And the animation is gorgeous. Yeah, I know, but it's a different style of animation. It is a different style yeah. of animation. So the thing is that with that movie, number one, it's like some of the greatest like animation, like big, and it was big feats for animation at that time. The concept is so simple. Yes. But it's it's done so well, and the characters are just so compelling. I mean, obviously, we both, John and I both love animated films. Like, we're big Disney, big Pixar. Yeah. But I just feel like that movie is so... Like the just done so perfectly, Chef's Kiss. Yeah, I. So my sister was watching it um, earlier in the week, but I was working and I couldn't really watch it. But I was like glancing over every once in a while, and I really, really need to watch it before uh, the Halloween season is over because it is delightful. It delightful. is so good. Um. So what is your number two? Because I th- since that was my two, oh. I, I already kind of. 
Yeah, my number two is E.T., the extraterrestrial. If you don't watch that during Halloween, you suck. This did not make my list, even though it's like borderline a Halloween movie for me. It takes place in the fall. It The climax happens on Halloween, John. I just don't think of it as a Halloween movie fully. <laughs> the premise of this movie, like the, the climax happens like they put him as a ghost for Halloween. I know. So how is it not a Halloween movie? I just... Also, E.T., he's from... He's an alien. Being an alien doesn't make you Halloween. <laughs> okay. So that's all the girls that dress up as Halloween... That dress up as aliens for Halloween with their dumbass, like, literal over their faces. Yeah, but, like, people dress up as, like, the Power Rangers or the Power Rangers Halloween. People dress up as E.T. and whatever the kid's name is. I can't yeah, I, name. I just don't... I don't think that using... Um, using Halloween costumes is like justification for it being a Halloween. I've talked about this movie already when we talked about Steven Spielberg films. Yeah. I think this is one of the most like nostalgic. It's one of the most perfect movies ever made. It is honestly almost, if not a perfect movie. Like I, there's nothing that I could say about this movie that could make it better. Like I, you know, I don't even care that like if someone, if they made it today, they could make a more realistic looking ET. It doesn't matter to me. It, the thing, you know, the themes, the, like, the depth, and the, just, the heart of this movie it just means a lot to me, and it means a lot to my Halloween experience every year, so. Have you watched it? It's always on cable during Halloween, like, around Halloween, so I always used to just, like, it just be on, and I'd watch it. But, so you haven't this year? I haven't this year, no. Are, are you going to? I this, should. this week? I, I'll try, yes. <laughs> Not, like, grilling you on I just was, I was curious. It's I'm hard like, because, like, we watch... I mean, it didn't make our spooky season list, and we've been watching movies every week, so it's kind of, like, hard sometimes for me to fit another movie or something, like, in a, in my week since we watched... You know, who watches more than one movie a week, usually? Like... Yeah, that that's true. So, I just haven't had a chance to, like, watch it, but yeah. maybe. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, my number one is a movie we've talked about during spooky season, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the start of it. Uh, it's Ghostbusters. I think... Whenever I think Halloween, I always think of this movie, even though I might not watch it every year. I does the fin- the finale doesn't happen on Halloween night, no. no. But it's very much ingrained with Halloween, and I think that the resurgence that it had when Stranger Things came out and they dressed up mm-hmm. as the kids, and then those costumes kind of came back again. Like it's just something that I always am going to associate with Halloween forever. Yeah. I mean, I'll be 80 years old and I'll, I probably won't be watching Ghostbusters <laughs> at that point, but, uh, I'll, I'll associate this movie with Halloween forever and the nostalgia that it has gotcha. for kind of like a, like a simpler. Yes. Um, so as you've all may imagine, my number one is pretty obvious. I'm sure John already knows what I'm going to say. It is Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I knew that already. That movie. So yes, I do try and watch E.T. like every, like every Halloween <laughs> But Christmas, every Halloween, <laughs> but Hocus Pocus, this movie is a must watch on Halloween. It is the most like, when I think of Halloween, I think about Hocus Pocus and it will never not be a great movie to me. I love this movie so much. It has meant so much to my t- childhood. What Was your family, uh, and I, I don't know this because every family is different for Halloween, were you like a watch a movie after trick or treating family? No, we were trick or treating always so late. Okay, 
yeah, trick or treat late. Like we would trick or treat, and then my mom, my parents would let us like stay up late and like look at our like we. My sister and I would like look at our candy and like organize yeah. it and like trade and stuff, and then we'd have to go to bed because you know school's the next school, day. School, yeah. And then, but my parent, but when we moved to my new house, like the house I am in now, my neighbors they used to have like a, just a bonfire, and so they'd give all of their like candy to the kids like all in, sitting in the front yard. Oh, nice. So we'd go and sit at that after we were done trick or treating, but like. I don't really watch a movie like with like until high school. Like you know, high school we would go yeah. like walk around. Like we'd be like weird dumbass kids just walk around the blocks and stuff. Yeah. And like then we'd watch a movie. Yeah. So yeah, scary movie usually. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to think. Like I don't even remember the last age I trick or treated at. Well, I always had a trick or treat in my block. My mom would like be like, "Yeah, go trick or treat around the block." So I would. I did that mm-hmm. until like my senior. Yeah, my senior year of college, probably like or, or junior. Year, sorry, I'm like out of college. I was like, what? I meant my senior year of high school, probably or like <laughs> junior year of high school. Like I definitely yeah. had went trick or treating around my block. But if yeah. I could, if it was like socially acceptable for an adult to go trick or treating, like who the hell doesn't want free candy? I love candy. <laughs> I want candy. Uh, I mean, I think, that and I the- love dressing up. So I want people to see my costume and be like, hell yeah. True, true. I mean, eventually, eventually people get to like go again with their kids. True, but then you're, you're just walking around with your kid to make yeah, sure. Yeah, basically, I'm gonna tell my children that they have to give me ten percent of their candy. So you're gonna teach. That's how you're gonna teach them math too. You're gonna be like, you have to figure out what ten percent is. Well, I don't need them to give me exactly ten percent, <laughs> but a fraction of their candy needs to come to me. I have a very strange Halloween memory, and that is that uh, on Halloween. Uh, I don't know what grade I was in. I was still in grade school, but the first time I ever beat Pokemon Silver was on Halloween. Because I remember I was, I, I waited a little longer to go trick-or-treating because I was beating the Elite Four. Oh my gosh. And I couldn't save, so I was like, I'm, I like, just, just gotta do it. just close it and leave it charging. True. I could have done that, but it's like this weird memory that's always associated with Halloween. Yeah, it's, I, it had nothing to do with movies, but just, I always... It's always, like, a, a very... I feel like Halloween's, like, a, a super nostalgic holiday. Because you remember, uh, like, the fun that you had with, like, whoever you trick-or-treated with. Like, we trick-or-treated with my neighbors, and we would go, like, around No, it was just me, like, my family. Yeah. But then we did trick-or-treat with my neighbors um, when I was a kid. No, that's not true. Yeah, I trick-or-treated with, like, Alex and, like, my neighbors and stuff yeah. when we were all together. Um, yeah, and it's so fun. Like, people would scare you on their lawns and, like... Oh, my... So, there was a, there was a block two blocks down from me... And they were known as, like, the Halloween decoration block. Like, all of their neighbors went all out. There was a house that was on it that won a, a contest for, like, like one of the lawns in the city with the best mm-hmm. Halloween decorations. And one year, one of the people that lived in that house was, like, camouflaged as part of their lawn decoration. Yeah. And would scare the shit out of people. <laughs> no, they, that, that's like someone like two blocks down. Like they did it every year somehow. Like someone was like in there. Yeah. So like one time it was like he was sitting as Michael Myers, like in, in a chair. And then another time, like they were in like a pile of, like they'd get underneath the leaves and like pop out. So not every kid would get, yeah. And they would have to like get it set up and stuff, but yeah. it was so fun. And it's just like, Oh, so exciting. I love Halloween. I love dressing up every year. Like, I always... We had... We just had bowling. So, yesterday, um, our team was the makings of a Vegas bomb. So, we made shirts for every part of a Vegas bomb. And then, for Halloween... This year, I'm going to be Alexis from Schitt's Creek. I'm so excited. (laughs) But... I just love dressing up and having some kind of costume. Like, making it is just so fun every year for Halloween. But John doesn't have a costume. 
Yeah, because I'm not really partaking in Halloween festivities this year. You don't have to like do anything. Like you just doing I nothing. Mean, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. That's we'll see. You know, TBD. But before <laughs> before we end our episode, I have one last question. Okay. One more Halloween question because next episode. Maybe after... you can be Frankenfurter. <laughs> A little too cold for that, honestly. <laughs> that is true. Maybe you live somewhere warm. Um, because our next episode comes out after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, one last question for the Halloween season. What was your favorite candy to get when trick-or-treating? I mean, I don't know if it's, like, just one, but, like, I always wanted, like, sour candy. Yeah. That's my favorite thing, are sour candies. And, um, like, and then I also, my favorite chocolate bar is 100 Grand Bars. So, if everyone, anyone ever had a 100 Grand really? Bar. Is it really? Yeah. I did not. I've never seen you eat a 100 Grand Bar. Uh, a 100 Grand Bar. 100 Grand Bars are the best. I have never seen that. Because you can't find them as much as, like, or in Charleston Shoes. Oh. Charleston shoes. So my favorite, and it's funny because I don't eat this candy anymore. I actually hate it now. Was Laffy Taffy? I would love Laffy. It was the only time of the year I ate it. And you know what was the worst when people give you stupid almond joys? Yeah, I'm not an almond joy fan. Or like big reds. Like who the hell gives children big red? Or like not big red. What's no not that? Uh, Frank Red, red Hots or whatever. Like I mean, little... it's the same thing. Big big red's the same. Well, no, big red's gum, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about those like little like they're like the hot little red things. God, what are those called? I don't know what those are called. They're like they're like they look like a butt no, like, like gum. I, I know, but, I like, know. Who yeah. gives children that? Like it's way too spicy. It it's not okay. It's also just not a pleasing flavor. No, it's so much cinnamon. Yeah, it's cin- it's like Ugh. a lot. So I would always hate when people gave like almond joys, mounds, and then those. Also, so many way too many people gave Reese's. Like Reese's oh, out. A lot of people give out nerds, which nerds are. Oh, like, I always like nerds. Like they're okay, but for some reason, the the route that we would hit on trick or treating had a disproportionate amount of nerds on mm-hmm. it, and it'd be like this is too many nerds. <laughs> too many nerds. But so but there was one house that would give out nerds rope, the mini nerds rope. That's a candy that I don't even think exists anymore. One time, my mom, my mom always has like the weirdest candies. Like one time, she had she just bought Zazzle. Uh, Zazzles, I think they're called. Yeah, they're like this old candy that were like was really big in the, in like the eighties, and like we had so, oh Zots, Zots is what it's called, not Zazzles, Zots, and she gave those out, and like everyone was like, oh my god, like she always just has to be like the weirdest, like has to have the most different candy on the block. I don't know why. Interesting, interesting. Well, that's been candy talk because. <laughs> The candy part of our podcast is over. Actually, the whole part of our podcast is over now. <laughs> yeah, but. Next week will be the last movie in spooky movie season. And then we'll have to come up with, something I don't know, thankful season. Thankful season and review, like, the four Thanksgiving movies in existence. No, that's a lot. I'm kidding on that. We're going to do... But we do like having a schedule. It's nice to know what we're watching so we don't have to figure it out. So we'll probably have another schedule coming out soon for November. And you know we're going to have a Christmas season, you know, a holiday season movies for Christmas. Yeah. Which is going to be very tough to uh, narrow things down because yeah, there are that's, that's there are there are so many Christmas movies. We might be doing a lot of double features. We could, but also, what the beauty of Christmas, a little secret for all you listeners, is any movie we add to that, it's probably not going to be something we're not already watching just because we watch a bunch of stuff during Christmas. Yeah, I think everybody has their like their their, their rotation. Their, yeah, their Christmas movies that they watch, like you know, more so even like it's like. You own during December, like you only watch Christmas movies. <laughs> Correct. Yes. So, thank you to all who have listened to this point. If you haven't listened to our other spooky season movies, uh, maybe catch up on them. 
before no one really watches these things <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, but we will talk to you all next week with Coco. Thank you for listening. And uh, let us know if you have different Halloween movies that we missed out on because there are a, a lot more than we covered on our list. Maybe we'll add them to next year's spooky season because I'm all Halloween movied out. Yep. <laughs> well, talk to you all next week. Thank you and bye. Bye. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. (laughs) 